This is our devotional commentary for Numbers chapter 35. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. The Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Command the people of Israel to give to the Levites some of the inheritance of their possession as cities for them to dwell in. And you shall give to the Levites pasture lands around the cities. The cities shall be theirs to dwell in, and their pasture lands shall be for their cattle and for their livestock and for all their beasts. The pasture lands of the cities which you shall give to the Levites shall reach from the wall of the city outward a thousand cubits all around. And you shall measure outside the city on the east side two thousand cubits, and on the south side two thousand cubits, and on the west side two thousand cubits, and on the north side two thousand cubits, the city being in the middle. This shall belong to them as pasture land for their cities. The cities that you give to the Levites shall be the six cities of refuge where you shall permit the manslayer to flee. And in addition to them, you shall give 42 cities. All the cities that you give to the Levites shall be 48 with their pasture lands. And as for the cities that you shall give from the possession of the people of Israel, from the larger tribes you shall take many, and from the smaller tribes you shall take few, each in proportion to the inheritance that it inherits, shall give of its cities to the Levites. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall select cities to be cities of refuge for you, that the manslayer who kills any person without intent may flee there. The cities shall be for you a refuge from the avenger, that the manslayer may not die until he stands before the congregation for judgment. In the cities that you shall give shall be your six cities of refuge. You shall give three cities beyond the Jordan and three cities in the land of Canaan to be cities of refuge. These six cities shall be for refuge for the people of Israel and for the stranger and for the sojourner among them that anyone who kills any person without intent may flee there. But if he struck him down with an iron object so that he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall be put to death. And if he struck him down with a stone tool that could cause death and he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall be put to death. Or if he struck him down with a wooden tool that could cause death and he died, he is a murderer. The murderer shall be put to death. The avenger of blood shall himself put the murderer to death. When he meets him, he shall put him to death. And if he pushed him out of hatred or hurled something at him, lying in wait so that he died, or in enmity struck him down with his hand so that he died, then he who struck the blow shall be put to death. He is a murderer. The avenger of blood shall put the murderer to death when he meets him. But if he pushed him suddenly without enmity or hurled anything on him without lying in wait or used a stone that could cause death and without seeing him dropped it on him so that he died, though he was not his enemy and did not seek his harm, 
Then the congregation shall judge between the manslayer and the avenger of blood in accordance with these rules. And the congregation shall rescue the manslayer from the hand of the avenger of blood. And the congregation shall restore him to his city of refuge to which he had fled, and he shall live in it until the death of the high priest, who is anointed with the holy oil. But if the manslayer shall at any time go beyond the boundaries of his city of refuge to which he fled, and the avenger of blood finds him outside the boundaries of his city of refuge, and the avenger of blood kills the manslayer, he shall not be guilty of blood. For he must remain in his city of refuge until the death of the high priest. But after the death of the high priest, the manslayer may return to the land of his possession. And these things shall be for a statute and rule for you throughout your generations, in all your dwelling places. If anyone kills a person, the murderer shall be put to death on the evidence of witnesses, but no person shall be put to death on the testimony of one witness. Moreover, you shall accept no ransom for the life of a murderer who is guilty of death, but he shall be put to death. And you shall accept no ransom for him who has fled to his city of refuge, that he may return to dwell in the land before the death of the high priest. You shall not pollute the land in which you live, for blood pollutes the land, and no atonement can be made for the land, for the blood that is shed in it, except by the blood of the one who shed it. You shall not defile the land in which you live, in the midst of which I dwell, for I the Lord dwell in the midst of the people of Israel. When plans were laid out in the previous chapter for the parceling out of land to the 12 tribes, why was there no mention of Levi? It's because God had told the Levites that he himself would be their inheritance. While they would not receive their own territory in Canaan, they would be supported by tithes collected from the other tribes. I'm sure that was reassuring, but still, they must have wondered where they were going to live. Numbers 35 provides the answer. 48 towns scattered throughout the land would become their residence. In addition to tabernacle duties, the Levites were responsible to teach the law of God, so this would make them more accessible to the entire nation. Their presence in the midst of each tribe would also be a constant reminder of the Israelites' calling to be holy. Even with the surrounding pasture lands for cattle, the total area assigned to the Levites came to about 15 square miles, or 0.1% of the land of Canaan. In a society where farmland was wealth, this meant that the Levites would still be dependent on the generosity of the secular tribes among whom they lived. Six of these 48 Levitical towns would also serve another purpose as cities of refuge for killers. Three were located on each side of the Jordan. When one person killed another, either intentionally or accidentally, he could flee to one of these cities for protection against the wrath of family avengers. This provided a cooling-off period until the official justice system could try the case. 
compelling evidence was required to establish the crime of intentional murder. But if found guilty, the murderer was to be executed. Since humans are made in the image of God, the ultimate sanction was mandated. No other punishment would fit the crime. However, if the killing was accidental, the killer was not released to go home. Instead, he must remain in the city of refuge until the death of the high priest. Only then was he free to resume a normal life. Since the killing was by chance, his detention is also left to chance. It could be a few days, or it could be many decades before the high priest dies. But whether guilty of murder or manslaughter, the killer could not purchase his own freedom. Since he caused the death of another man, only the death of a man could atone for the killing. In one case, the guilty man himself dies. In the other, the high priest dies as an atonement. Someone has to pay. And at the cross, the great high priest took our place. By his death, a ransom payment is made so that guilty sinners may go free. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com, and I'll meet you again next time as we abide living daily in the Word.